Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. We welcome to the studio. Correct us on your last name because Dan is convinced that it's pronounced something different. But I would say Bailey Luttrell. It's literal. Literal, yes. Yeah. Like, told you. Like, yes. Dan, how proud of yourself are you? I'm very proud. Literal. Yeah. Literal, like literally, but is, literally. Is it weird that people know your dad but don't know how to say your the last name properly? You would think they would know, right, after like 26 years. Because every time I hear somebody talk about your last name, I hear them say, Latrell, Latrell, Latrell. Right? They've just been saying that for, for that At, long. Forever. Yeah. And no, you are barely literal. Yes, that's right. I'm, I'm carving a new path. <laughs> what is that like? Do you, do you feel like you need to be literal in everything you say when you say your full name? I mean, from the first 10 seconds we started, I haven't been. So, I mean, <laughs> for the most part, no. We were talking about you running an Instagram for your dog. Exactly. But yes. you literally run an Instagram for your dog. I do. I'm going to promote it right here. It's King Willard. <laughs> go on. I need to get him verified. That would be amazing. Is that the next step in your dog's fame journey? I mean, you know what? If my career doesn't work out, I mean, which it's going to take a while to figure that out but i'm gonna just go full-fledged into willie's instagram i mean it's a it's a career so this is your plan b yes this is my this is more than a plan b <laughs> well, well w- willie's plan b running his instagram even though you're you, it's like a side hustle right now exactly it's not primary hustle right but you did say something pretty interesting which was right now your focus is music but is there like do you have like a, a limit in your your brain of like if if I don't reach this by this moment in time, I'm going to go and, like, do something else, like run my dog's Instagram page. You know, like, in all seriousness, I used to think, like, past a certain point, I'm going to figure out something else. If you love something enough, you won't give up. So, in all seriousness, I'm just going to keep going until I get somewhere. I'm not going to stop. Is it easier making music, having... A dad who's in the business, who's paved his own path, or is it harder? It's it's both, because you can get some really great connections and some really great opportunities. I mean, this tour, for example, but yet people also look down on you for having a famous dad. It's like, okay, well, we just don't want to like you because your dad is famous. We don't think you're talented because your dad is famous, and you're like, you know, like I have some great opportunities, but I definitely have to be able to back them up. So that's what I'm, like, prepared to do. Like, I'm like, all right, you know what? You can believe a certain thing, but I'm going to show you that it's not, you know, what you think. You do have to prove yourself a little bit more than the average person. And, I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. What are you learning? I mean, you just, what are you learning from being on the road? Because you just played the Staples Center. I'm I'm just (laughs) saying I'm falling in love with music and, and my job, like, more every single day. Like, it really shows me how to take in and literally appreciate every single performance because this is like a one in like a once in a lifetime opportunity i mean can't get much better than this no i mean you're playing this is your first tour yeah yeah it's a big stages <laughs> heck yeah i don't think man to be honest i don't think there's bigger to be frank no, like, like what, what, staples center is the staple center i mean know? that i mean i've like dreamt about like watching Kobe in the Staples Center my whole life, and then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm walking down the halls that Kobe <laughs> walked. I mean, what gets better than that? 
I'm not going to lie, I've been backstage at the Staples Center many times, but I've never thought once that I shared these halls with basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that they even played there. But just like just fa- like five years down the road, people are going to be walking the Staples Center hallway, and they're going to be like, man, I was in the same hallway as Willie. King Willie. They're going to be like, he was in this hallway. Oh, yeah, and that guy, Bailey Literal, whatever, but King Willard. I mean, big picture. Stay humble. I like it. Yeah. Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-E. Yes. A literal way to spell your name. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the first time anyone's actually spelled it right. So, I mean, Yeah, because there's a trillion other ways to spell Bailey, <laughs> yes. except for as obvious as that is. Can you imagine me walking into a Starbucks, how hard that is? Well, because nobody assumes that it's going to be phonetically spelt out. Exactly. But sometimes I get Billy. And no matter how many times I correct them, they still say Billy. So I ordered a vanilla latte one time, and I'm like, yeah, my name's Bailey. They're like, Billy? I said, Bailey. They're like, Billy? I said, yeah, sure. My name's freaking Billy. I was like, I'm just, just put Billy on the cup. They did. You give off Billy vibes. You know, Billy would be a good side name you know <laughs> we're talking about a lot of side things yeah but let's talk about the primary <laughs> the priority we got yes. two records under your belt right now two records under my belt i got three singles under my belt <laughs> three singles <laughs> yeah so we well we run this beach mm-hmm. which to me sounds like you want to say bitch but we're not <laughs> but then i watched the video and you're literally talking about the beach i'm like yeah let's go i i was like oh my god that's funny like he's, he's me like we run this but no, and then you're like, oh, oh, no. he's just talking about the beach, the literal beach. <laughs> yes, Bailey literal being literally. I'm being super literal in this song. I'm just proving a point. Um, but I really like "Don't Knock It." You like that song? Yeah. So that yeah. one, th- that record came to you from Florida Georgia Lines Publishing yes. Entity. Yes, actually, all three songs came from there. So we, we run this beach. Yeah, we run this beach and boxes. My other single. So all those came from Tree Vibes. Yeah. When I think of Florida Georgia Line, I don't think of beach people. Right. You know? So it was, <laughs> yeah. it, are, But you're a beach person? Definitely. I feel like you had to think about that too too long. I just had a whole, like, flashback in my mind of, like, how many times I've been to the beach, and me and my mom will just run to the water. I mean, like, w- my dad loves the beach, but he'll look back for, like, a split second and we're gone. We're, we're, <laughs> we're to the sand, go into the water. Um, but then you've got the other side, which is completely different. Like, I mean, I'm a Georgia boy, so I like trucking and mudding <laughs> and riding horses. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, where is the beach close to Georgia? Where you go to Alabama? We go Florida? to Florida. Yeah. yeah, we go to like the the Panhandle. I wish I could be a beach person like that. I'm not. I mean, I'm afraid of sand. You're afraid of sand? Yeah. Well, you'd really, you just love the crabs at night, too, I bet. <laughs> no. I mean, I'd, you'd just love that. <laughs> no, there's, there's a thousand things I'd rather be doing than hanging out with crabs on a beach in the, at night. See, that's where I can do both things. I can go to the beach, but yet be go all, like, redneck with my friends, and we go out and catch big crabs. We're like, hey, man, I got one. It <laughs> combines we, both yeah. of your worlds? Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, this... Big restaurant called like the Crab Trap right there. So then we're like, hey, y'all need some crabs. <laughs> we sell your crabs. Exactly. It's a good business you have here. Yeah. A lot of side hustles. <laughs> a lot of yeah, you got Willie too. I mean, he eats free everywhere. I mean That's amazing. He's he's like worldwide famous. Canada loves him. 
<laughs> word is the entire country of Canada likes my Oh, dog. yeah. I mean, he claims it in his videos. I even have, like, a voice for Willard. So he's like, Canada loves me, you know. <laughs> and he's a Maltese and he speaks like that? Yes. <laughs> okay. You know, he, he talks about I wasn't very edumacated growing up. <laughs> But like yet I see a Maltese with like fancy uh fancy prissy women here in Beverly Hills. I mean, he thinks he's that type of dog. But he's not. But in his heart he knows that he's not. You know? He spent a lot of time with Willard. <laughs> of course I I mean I'm a psychologist as well. So I mean he just confides that's, in me. That's really beautiful. Yeah, he also gives me a salary for that. So, so how do you first have the conversation with your dad that you want to do music? Is that like any nerves going into that? I mean, yeah, it was it was really uncertain because I wanted to do music, but it was always just a thought like, ah, oh, well, it's probably not going to happen. It's just an idea. Why would you think that when you live with somebody who does music? I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I never, I, I knew about the business and I knew about music, but I never really knew what it took or, you know, mm-hmm. how, I mean, I thought, okay, it's a, like going to be extremely hard. I should just stay out of it and all that stuff, that was just kind of what I thought. It was in the back of my mind, you know, thinking, like, I don't know if it can really work, but I would absolutely love it if it could. So it was, like, almost two years ago now, me and my parents had dinner, and I talked to them about it. I'm like, guys, you know, I know this is hard, but I would really like to give it a shot. I'd like to get into music. And so then that's kind of how it all started. And, I mean, they they started making it happen. We we started we started the process of building the, the Bailey Luttrell brand. Which spawn off to Willard's, I mean. <laughs> Your greatest accomplishment so far is creating yes, Willard's exactly. account. Yes, getting him an Oscar. Zach Show. Hey, beautiful human. I got these on Deal Dash. Yeah. Here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Deal Dash. This is a flashlight that I got from Deal Dash. I should stop waving it around. Deal Dash is pretty great. When I was first, like, Totally exploring the internet. I came across these bidding websites early on, like 2008, 2009. I was just trying to get stuff cheap, and I was a kid, and they all scammed me. Then DealDash was born. They have rethought what it means to bid for things online. They've created a fair community, a fair place for you to actually spend your money honestly and to get really cool stuff in the process for a much cheaper price. If you're interested at all in like exploring what DealDash is and what it means to bid on something, DealDash.com exists. There's going to be a link in the bio. They have reimagined what it means to bid. I want to wave this around because I'm so passionate about them. But that is not a good thing. I got this speaker. It's pretty cool from Deal Dash as well. Um, but always free shipping when you use Deal Dash. I can try this stuff out and then return it. I have 90 days to do that. Plus, they're offering hundreds of auctions every single day on a ton of different stuff. Want a dashboard camera? I got one of those from Deal Dash. Sunglasses with many frames. I got one of those from Deal Dash. It's uh, pretty cool. If you're actually interested in trying it out, I got a pretty cool deal for you. Right now, you can go to DealDash.com and get 100 bids with your first bid pack purchase. Go to DealDash.com and just enter the code ZACKSANG right now. DealDash.com. 
Zach saying you can start bidding today. By the way, people have gotten iPads for less than $24. They've spent $11 on televisions. Oh, 4K TVs? They've got it for under $2. DealDash.com. They literally have everything. And it's really the only place to bid fairly. Zach Sang Show. I'm trying to think, like, if my parents Mm -hmm. did what I do, and I had to sit down with them and be like, I want to do this. A part of me would, I I would be really nervous because I, I would feel like they would, they'd either judge me every move I made because maybe in the part of their mind they think that this is the right way. Mm-hmm. But also I'd be be like, am I about to share, you share your career with your parents, right? Yeah. It, easy when it comes to making creative decisions or do you feel like you need to collaborate with them on what is right for the Bailey literal brand? Oh, we collaborate. That's for sure. <laughs> we collaborate. You My look, mom's the one with all the good ideas. <laughs> you look so genuinely happy when you say that. I mean, yeah. Like, literally, my parents are my parents, but I'm definitely not ashamed to say that they're my best friends as well. So, I mean, my mom's my manager, and she's, like, the best manager anybody could ask for. My dad's, like, my musical director, helps in the studio. I mean, what gets better than that? I feel like that's a lot of pressure, though. I mean... They're always around. And, like, what if you... <laughs> up like really you know i do or if they mess up like how do you have that conversation with them i just kind of stand over in the corner looking like a muppet you know (laughs) just thinking to myself what (laughs) how am i gonna get out of this situation no um like literally i don't mean this to sound arrogant but like we're the literals you know we got this i mean i don't i don't know how to i don't know we've had any incidents there's no wait there might be some wood to knock on there yeah. is. There is. But my mom is probably the most creative person I know, so she is always coming up with amazing ideas for what to do. My dad has the best ear possible for music, so, I mean, literally every decision is executive, but yet we've never had to to disagree. Are you yeah. writing records, or are you, like, listening to records that you feel attached to? So I just actually started getting into the process of really making my own music come to life because you know it would be great to to write all your own music but you don't know i mean there's so much better material out there you think like you know everybody wants to write their own music but what's going to help you be the most successful like the music in your notes or is there a better song out there that someone that is maybe way more talented than you has for you so like Tree Vibes and uh, Florida Georgia Lines Publishing Company, they have some of the the best songs I've heard that have been sent to me. Hundred percent. And uh, but on the side to to you know like look into the future, I definitely will release a lot of my own material coming up. But um, because you like country music, because it tells a story. I love it. Yeah, I mean you can tell any story. I just wrote a song actually, and uh, it's it's telling like a heartbreak story. I mean, it's very literal. Just like the last name. <laughs> is it your heartbreak story or is it somebody else's? It's my heartbreak story mixed with anybody's. You know, it's like relatable, but yet it's not the exact situation. It's not the the literal situation, <laughs> but it's something close to it. I, I, how old are you? I'm 16. Can you say you've actually had legitimate heartbreak at 16? Heck Yes. Oh. I got my heart broken by my ex-girlfriend like two months ago, almost like literally shattered. Not afraid to say it. What? <laughs> and it sucked, but 
I've written some really great songs about it, and it's something you just got to get through. So yeah. what you were saying earlier is like, I listened to, like you said, do you write or do you listen to some really good music? Um, Hardy, he's a country artist. He came out with a song called Sign Sober You. And we know I can't relate to that in every way because I don't get hammered and have to remind myself by a note on a fridge that my yeah. girlfriend broke up with me. But I can... I can look back and I use that song to remind myself every night, like, okay, you know, it's, it's over. You got to face the, the truth. And, um, it's, it's probably for the better, you know, you have to think about all these thoughts and that's, that's how that, that song definitely gets me through when we talk about good music. I but, mean, but when, so when you're writing a record about your heartbreak, does it help you get through it or, oh yeah, it, or is it still weighing on you? It's like. I would rather write about it than, you know, like express it to my best friend or something like that. Because it's hard to talk about like, you know, like, dude, she said this. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. What do you say? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, this is not helping. Um, <laughs> why don't I just write a song about it? So I've, I've written like three or four songs actually about it. And right now I wrote a song a couple months ago and never finished it. And I was like, OK, perfect time to finish this heartbreak song. Uh-huh. So I just finished one, and we were actually recording it last night. So, Cool. Yeah, in the dressing room, we record. Wow. Look at this. Get off stage, go record, go write. A man on the road. What are you thinking over there, Dan? What kind of music were you raised on? Everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, my grandparents, of course, were what started my, my country influence. Um, then my mom brought, like, modern country into the mix like tim mcgraw like blake shelton jason aldean so stuff like that and then my dad of course collaborated with fgl so then again it was like oh man just countries what i connect with most um but i mean i was raised on pretty much everything like john mayer def leppard i mean scorpions a lot of rock as well so so how did you know country was the lane for you you know like I'm born and raised in, in Georgia, so that was, like, definitely one of the reasons. It's just because that's what I hear a lot. I mean, my grandparents are a big staple in my life, too, and it's what I connected with most, and I was like, if if I'm going to dive into this and I'm going to give it all I have, I have to be myself. Like, I have to be real, and I was like, what really touches my heart the most? What makes me happy? Whatever you're doing, you have to be happy. I mean, I hope you enjoy doing this because it's probably always what you wanted to do. I hope so, too. Right? (laughs) Because that would be bad news if you didn't want to do this. I'll get back Um, to you. (laughs) But country music is definitely what I wanted to do, and I'm like, I don't want to have to, you know, do a different type of genre because it's more mainstream or widespread. I just, if I'm going to do this, i got to be happy. Country's a pretty widespread genre. I think it's also a pretty tough genre to crack, and I think they look at all of the artists through a much tougher filter. Yeah. And I've definitely learned patience you know, acceptance and all those things. And like at the end of the day, if it's what you love, you know, like take as long as you want, I'm still going to be here. And like, I hope you accept me. That's you know, because like I've accepted country music in my heart. Consistency completely. is key. It is key. And patience. And I think with country, I don't think people can compare you and your dad because they're like, it's so different. Right. It's like, it's like carving my own path, but not like I'd, had no reason to do country to get away from my dad but it's what you want yet it's like kind of my little own world away mm-hmm. when did you, you first know? realize your dad was famous oh my gosh i told this earlier um 
I'm so unoriginal. So I always knew I always knew my dad was like famous. I just didn't realize what a big deal he was. And I was actually out here because um, we used to live here and uh, in Georgia. So back I was back and forth a lot. And um, we were me and my dad were going like to literally just get like milk at CVS. And I see this gigantic bin of CDs. And it's all Millennium, like Backstreet Boy stuff. And I pick the it up and I'm like, bin? Is oh, that what yeah. you're saying right now? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And I see this. I pick up this. I pick up the CD and I see my dad's face on. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, it's Millennium. I was like, wait, I see this everywhere. I'm like, that's you. And he's like, yes, son, that's me. And I was like, well, you're a big deal. He's like, I've been telling you this. <laughs> but once you make it to the discount yeah, bin yeah. at CVS, <laughs> man, you've made it. You know, <laughs> you've you've crossed over to icon status. It takes your son that long to figure out that you're a big deal. Yeah, how many years has it been? <laughs> Couldn't just look it up on his phone. I had to see it on a CD in CVS <laughs> on a ninety-nine cent bin. It's really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, wow pretty cool yeah. you know as i talk to you I, I forget that he's your dad so i think that's a that's a plus yeah you guys right? kind of you look exactly the same though yeah yeah I, that's which is a great thing rumored, he's a handsome man it's rumored that we were cloned you know <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't spent a lot of time like just staring at your dad but you do have similar features <laughs> yeah we got we got some like mannerisms that are the same too like i i i try to do my own thing but when i'm on stage it's literally like my dad comes over me and we like wave the same we have the same leg kick <laughs> it's like the same it's the same stuff i'm like you know what i'm gonna embrace it i mean my dad's pretty legendary so it's i think it'd be cool to have the same mannerisms yeah before, not fighting it before we embark on this tour do we set a goal is there something that you want to accomplish by the tour's end is there something that you need to learn like do you set goals at all oh i set too many goals to count beyond this tour um <laughs> Definitely, I want to be the best I can be. And if I don't give it 100%, then I'm not satisfied. And I know when I'm on stage if it's 100% or if it's not. So I just get fired up. I'm thinking, by the end of this tour, I want every single show to be consistent, 100%. And I want it to leave an impact on people. I mean, we could go on for goals forever. I would love to have, eventually, like my own custom martin guitar that would be great because i love martin guitars i would love to sell out arenas myself i mean i would love to have a grammy i've got so many goals and i i'm confident that i'll be able to accomplish them eventually if you put that into the atmosphere dude manifest it and work towards it but most importantly willie's career i mean (laughs) my dog on instagram my dog willard what is it what's his name willard but what, what's his Instagram? I don't care about his it's, real name. I want his Instagram <laughs> handle. King underscore Willard. Naturally. Yes. Wait, Big Willard. Sorry. Big King Willard. underscore Big Willard, yeah. Uh, Who's, whose idea was it for you to join the tour? Was it your idea or was it your dad's idea? It was kind of like, again, a joint decision. You know, my dad was like, it wouldn't be bad exposure if you were the opening act on the North American run. I was like... Could we do that? <laughs> and so then we called the guys, and they were like, "Sure, let's do it." And so I gotta thank them. Are you first too. of three? First of four? I am the first of now. We have oh my gosh, there! I think there is seven or eight kids now. Out of the Backstreet Boys, everybody has a child, and I am six years older than the second oldest. I mean, I'm the Kevin of the of the group. Do you get along um, with the other kids? 
I do. I mean, Kevin's my cousin, so I have two little That's two right, little cousins, Mason and Max. Yeah, yeah, because y'all are re- related in that group. Yeah, wow, weird. We all we all kind of look alike too, because they're both blonde. So does everybody else tour on the road? They do. I mean, like everybody brings out their families now. Nick just brought out his son, and um, Odin, and he is so adorable. But he just came out yesterday. I was like, all right, now we got everybody on the road. We're set. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. It's so cool because I remember when, like, nobody had kids, and then now everybody's got kids. <laughs> Dan, it's when crazy. you have a kid, I don't want to meet it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> you won't get to. Because <laughs> he's not. You won't. I will not allow you yeah. to then meet the, my child. Joke's on everybody. Dan ain't having a kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> it requires somebody else to do that. <laughs> I mean, not, not necessarily. It's 2019, and. Yeah, you can adopt. Yes. You should do that. All right. I appreciate your advice. Now, you you mentioned Grammy, and when your dad was here with the whole band, we were talking about how they've never won a Grammy. Right. Are Do you, you could- think you will win a Grammy before the Backstreet Boys? That is a good question. I hope that they win a Grammy next year when it's Grammy time. I mean, every year I think that they deserve a Grammy more than anybody else in the world. Definitely more than me. But <laughs> if it's a race, I mean... We'll see. Race is on, right? I think I think they got a pretty big head start, but I don't know, <laughs> man. It, a really big head start. But I, I mean, I can catch up. Maybe if we oh, run this, say. if we run this beach is not nominated for a Grammy, then I'm going to I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> Just <laughs> break the TV. It's <laughs> a good question, though, Daniel. Uh, well, do you have like an album coming out? Are you working on something that we could nominate? You for? Um, well, yes. we'll nominate. We know I'll the nominate. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll write him a letter. Um, a letter of recommendation <laughs> to the Grammys. Um, I'm gonna come out with that album this fall. Actually, I have not decided an exact release date, but definitely very soon. Okay, yeah, very soon. Finally, so I'm excited. Now I have a question about a lyric and "Don't Knock It." Yes. What is White Lightning? White Lightning is Moonshine. Oh yes, you obviously don't know, Dan. I've never, I've never had moonshine, so I definitely don't know. I've had moonshine. What do you think of it? Put some hair on my chest. It's <laughs> terrible. It never went away. It's so. I mean, it's like it's really an intense beverage to have, <laughs> right? Like they, they're known for making it in bathtubs. Okay. Yes, bathtubs. It happens. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Have you never seen? You come down south, you see a lot of moonshine. For sure. I love your southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> well, Bailey Littrell, not Littrell. It was nice hanging out with you, man. Thank you for. Can I ask you a ridiculous on. question? Yes. Were you allowed to listen to In Sync when you were growing up? I'm not even gonna comment, man. <laughs> I'm not. Bye, bye, man. <laughs> bye, bye. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I'm all Backstreet right here. Well, man. I'm a Backstreet Boys guy too. Backstreet I'm, Blood. Absolutely. Man. Yes. Same. First concert ever. No, but he's literally Backstreet Blood. Yeah, You're not. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, like, we could, like, prick our fingers, and then you could be Backstreet Blood. But... Yes, we can swap blood. Yes, we could. Dan wants that a little bit too much. I'd be Three honored. Brothers. <laughs> Daily Literal, everybody. Thanks right. for having me. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.